across my mind. Um, and I just remember how I wanted to, like when I did my mom's wedding, I was just like, people were like, oh my God, you did such a good job. Like, and I didn't want like the kudos. I wanted people to have a good time. I wanted mm. people to have a good experience and I wanted it to be seamless um, mm. and, and, and well executed. Like those were my main concerns in making sure that my mom had a really good day. Um, and my so stepdad too. Another episode of the Wedding Workshop Podcast. And you know we focus on helping couples plan a fun, entertaining, most importantly, stress-free wedding. Super excited to have Catherine from Grace and Virtue Events on the show today. All right. So, uh, so Catherine, before we dive into this interview, just let the audience know who you are, uh, what you do, and what services do you provide to engage couples. Absolutely. And I just want to thank you again for this opportunity. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Um, so I'm Catherine from Grace and Virtue Events. I'm based in Silver Spring, Maryland, but I serve the DMV. Um, hey, for those that don't know, that's Maryland, Virginia, yep. and just for those. Yep. Okay. DC, Maryland, and Virginia. I serve that area. I will travel if I need to, but so far that hasn't come up yet. Um, I have been in business since 2018. So uh, I started planning actually in 2009 for my mom's wedding. Mm. So that was like the first time that I was like, I can plan a wedding, really? Um, but I've always been a planner, like since childhood, my mom talks about like how organized and all this stuff and like those stories that you're like, mom, don't talk about. Um, <laughs> but I've always been a planner, always been organized. I was an RA in college. So like always had those skills, but never realized that I could do it for my business or that I could actually, that someone would actually trust me and that I knew that I was doing. It was, for me, it was mostly like that confidence, which, which is why it took me quite a few years to get the confidence to, you know, start my business. Um, but once I started it, I never looked back. I love what I do. I love planning. It's like, I tell people like, I love logistics. I love the details. I love problem solving. Like when couples are like, I have this problem. I'm like, okay, well, let's breathe. <laughs> and then let's talk about what your options are because you always have an option. There's always a solution. You just have to figure out what's the best one for you. Um, so that's kind of like my philosophy. I believe that creativity and details, like all of those things, um, like love and grace and like virtue and being kind to people. Like all of those are part of my core, my core values for my business. Mm. Um, and actually the name of my business, Grace and Virtue Events is from the scripture Proverbs 31. And it talks about being a virtuous woman. And my mom gave me that scripture when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, and I just, I had a different name picked out totally. Um, and I went to register my business and I remember thinking like, oh my God, there's like 13 other, you know, whatever events I was going to name it. And then it just kind of sat on my heart and it was just like bothering me, like Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31. And I was like, what is it about this that keeps coming across my mind? Um, and I just remember how I wanted to, like when I did my mom's wedding, I was just like, people were like, oh my God, you did such a good job. Like, and I didn't want like the kudos. I wanted people to have a good time. I wanted mm. people to have a good experience and I wanted it to be seamless um, mm. and, and, and well executed. Like those were my main concerns in making sure that my mom had a really good day. Um, and so, my so stepdad Catherine, too. 
please, please tell me what was that experience like planning your mom's wedding? Because you know uh. what? You know, you, you could plan somebody else's wedding and kind of mess up their wedding. You can't mess up mom's wedding. You know <laughs> I can't like, mess up mom's wedding. Actually, I felt like wedding. I felt like I needed to help her because she was so stressed. She was mm-hmm. like, you know, at the time my mom was older, my stepdad, who has since passed, he um was oh, yeah. much older than my mom. So, you know, they had like a 12 year difference between them. My mom was probably in her like 40s at the time. And he was about a little bit older than that. Um. And they just needed help, right? Like mom and stepdad, like they needed help. Um, and I was glad to do it. Like it was something that was exciting for us. My mom was getting like this wonderful relationship and we knew him for a few years. So we were happy to kind of have him, have our families combined um, and we loved him. And so they were both stressed out about it. So I was just like, I'll handle the DJ. I hung the cake, I'll handle the venue. Y'all go worry about what y'all gonna wear. I'll go handle this and just go, I just knocked it out. And literally when my mom walked in, she was like, cause I, I mean, we were working with like, like there was no budget because you know, at the time it was just like, we need to throw this together really quick. Um, and it was like, whatever it is at this time, we'll just pay for it, you know, making sure that everything happens. Um, and it was a family affair, like my sisters and all of us, like we just pulled together and did what we had to do to make it work. Um, but yeah, they were very stressed out. <laughs> so it was, it was like one of those things where it's like, let me take that stress off of you and let me figure out what it is that you guys want and let's go execute it. Um, what was, what was, what was it about mom's wedding that made you want to now, you know, come into the wedding industry as a planner? Um, it was the ease of like managing the vendors. Like that was something that I would, it just came so naturally to me. Like our DJ, I remember like she was amazing and she was just like, oh, I'm not, I'm surprised you're not a planner. And you know, my boyfriend at the time, like he, we had just started dating and he's like, you didn't tell me you were a planner. It's like, oh, I'm not, <laughs> I am now, but at the time I just, I didn't know um, that I could do it. And then once it was over, it was kind of one of those things that like, well, one, I had fun. Two, everybody was happy. Um, and three, it was, I knew that there were things that I needed to continue to like improve my skills, improve my craft. It's something that I work on every day um, to try to provide, you know, the best quality customer service um, and just really relate to people and be human and kind um, because it's a celebration, right? But it's also, I, I don't shy away from the fact that it can be stressful. It, planning a wedding is extremely stressful not only is it <laughs> not only is it stressful it's time consuming mm-hmm. it's expensive you're dealing with a lot of emotions i mean i'm speaking yeah. from experience you know uh is there one moment at mom's re- wedding that kind of stands out to you like like because you know weddings are all about those amazing memories is there one thing at that wedding that you were like wow like you know i did a great job here um I think the moment that she walked down the aisle, because I, I was her maid of honor too, and my sisters, my sisters are twins. So oh, they double duty. Double duty. <laughs> maid of honor and planner. <laughs> I did have my double duty. Um right and... at the altar making sure everybody's sitting they're supposed to be sitting like I, <laughs> I know, right? 
Um, and my sisters walked her down the aisle. And I think it was that, like, I remember that moment being like, you did it guys. Like you guys were stressed, but we did it. <laughs> so talk to me about the services that you provide. Absolutely. So I provide proposal planning services, wedding coordination services, which includes full planning and my wedding day coordination, which is a combination of month of and day of services. Mm -hmm. And then life, um, life events. So birthday parties, showers, things like that. And I just kind of combine it as like social life events because mm -hmm. I have had clients come to me for vow renewals, birthday parties, I've done showers. Um, I actually helped another planner do a celebration of life for, you know, we had COVID. So there were a lot of people, unfortunately, that passed and people weren't able to celebrate, you know, that person's life um, or have funerals to, to, you know, have that closure. Um, so we actually did a celebration of life event. Um, one of my friends, I was able to assist her on that. Um, that's not something that I would be like, oh yeah, I do celebrations. But if someone wanted that service, that would definitely be something that I'd be happy to provide. Um, and then I also provide um, small business event services. So let's talk about the proposal services. Okay. Now, it's one of my favorite services, yeah, yeah. you know, when I, when I, when I was doing some research, I was like proposal services, like, you know, what, like, what is that? And so, you know, this particular topic is really for, uh, the guys that are out there right now, or even the women, right? Like, you know, if you've, dating, if you've been dating your boo-boo for a while, and you, you know, you could all, it's okay to say, hey, listen, I think you're going to propose. If you need help, hit up hit up a, a, a planner that offers proposal services. Or hit up Catherine, like, this is what she does. But can you break down exactly, you know, what that service entails? So proposal planning is basically helping you plan, coordinate, and execute your proposal. So for planning, it's helping you figure out, you know, where do you want to have this? Do you want to have this inside, at a restaurant, at home, wherever? Do you want it private? Do you want it with your family and friends? Do you want it in front of a group of strangers? Going through all of those lists of questions and just kind of picking your brain and kind of understanding more about you and more about you guys as a couple um, mm. to learn, you know, favorite colors, favorite scents, favorite foods, all these different things. Um, coordination, you know, if I want, if you wanted um, a florist or photographer or a videographer, or you want someone to play the violin as they walk into the room, or you want them to have their hair and makeup and be glammed out before, you know, before you guys go to dinner, like whatever that looks like coordinating all of those vendors, and then execution, making sure that all of those details, all of those things are done and set up before you arrive. So that when you walk in the room with your babe, your boo, whoever is done, and they're like, oh my God, you did this for me? Yeah. Yes. So we're so building custom experiences. And I also have um, packages that I um, partnered with Yours Truly Hotel in DC. Um, and we have a list of vendors that we have to provide photography, um, flowers, videography, services, gift boxes. Um, we have a hair and makeup and 
you know, attire, if that's something you wanted to add to your service, transportation, if you're like, I'm going to ride in style to the, you know, to the, to the restaurant. So we have a list of vendors that we can coordinate and add to that package, or we can build it custom. So, so a, cu a couple, a couple of comments I have, right? So first of all, on, on Instagram, I follow just engaged, engaged couples. I said, yes, she said, yes, getting married. And I see all of these extravagant proposals. And it wasn't until I started doing research on your company, because I was like, man, they put this together. I mean, the way it was done, like, you know, uh, I seen one where uh, the girlfriend was like, they when they may pretend like she was at a photo shoot and, yeah. and, and the photographer was like, look over here. And the guy stepped down. He, had, he already had the ring out and she turned around and he was like, can you marry me? And she was like, oh. <laughs> And then all her family came from the back. And I was saying to myself, dude, wow, like, how did you do this? Right. And now I understand that's a service that they outsource. Now, now this is the thing, okay? A lot of grooms out there, because, you know, us guys, we think differently, okay? We're like, I'm going to get this ring. I'm going to get down on one knee, and I'm going to propose. But what you can do, if you want to make it special, if you want to make it memorable, if you want to, if you want to stand out, if you want to create those memories, mm -hmm. you would invest in someone like yourself that does proposal planning. So and it doesn't have to be as elaborate as all those things. Like you could yeah. still have it intimate and small, and maybe it's at your home, but you have just that extra help to like help you light the candles, help you lay out the flowers, help you, you know, do all of those things. If you didn't want to cook dinner, but you wanted to have a nice private chef meal, I could co you know coordinate that. Like it's mm. it's those details that we're really managing. Like we're mm. we can't control the experience. Like yes. in terms of like the interaction between the couple, we can control the environment and setting up a beautiful setting that you had complete inspiration and and insight and input on. And maybe it's including like some of her favorite or his favorite flowers or, mm. you know, favorite scent. Like you walk into what is it, Abercrombie, and it, you smell that, you mm. know, that special smell. We sprayed the room down in this special smell that you that this person loves. It's those details and thinking about those little things to help you make that even more special. And yeah. maybe you know you need help with like if you wanted to have a home proposal, you could have it at home. And I'm helping manage, like, we get the food, we get the flowers, we get all the things you want to do, do a special box. And we delivered those things and maybe you set it up. Like, it just really just depends and can be as custom as you like. If you want the whole elaborate thing, we can do that too. Um, but I just, I don't want people to feel like, oh, it's, you know, it's overwhelming. There's all these details, there's all these things. And it's like, my job is to help coordinate those pieces for you so that all you have to think about is asking the question. Yes. Ooh. Can you just say that one more time? <laughs> just one more time. I think, I think that, I'm going to use that like as a hashtag, like take away all your stress so you can focus on asking the, asking the question. Yeah. You don't have to focus on the details. You focus on asking the question and leave the details to us. At that point, we've already had conversations and consultations. We've 
may have met, you know, via Zoom or whatever. And I've talked to you plenty of times about how are you guys as a couple? What are the, some of the favorite things that you like to do together? You like to go to the park, you like to go on hikes, y'all take a hike. And by the time you get to the top, um, what is it, Annapolis Rock, that beautiful view, there's a picnic set up for you. Like, mm. let's be creative. Every proposal doesn't have to be like super and grand, but you know what? It's gonna be super and grand to that person. Right, you're gonna customize it right. to them. And you know what? I always say whenever I perform at a wedding, I never do the same wedding twice. And the reason being is because every couple is different. They may be similar in certain ways, but every couple is different. Every couple has a different story. And my job as an entertainer is to try to bring that story to life in an entertaining way and to create that, that personal experience for them and the guests, right? Now, I'm just curious, talk to me about the, 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 the guys. I'm just gonna assume like it's mostly guys, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you get women, but let's be real, like. I haven't okay. yet, but I'm open to it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anybody, about, anybody who wants to propose, we are happy to help. We're happy to help it. you. But talk to me about the mindset of somebody that needs your service, right? Like, so how soon in the process do you start? Like, like, okay, I'll just use myself for an example, right? Let's say I want to get married. And, and, and honestly, I'm going to assume most guys are like this, okay? You want to get married? I'm like, okay, well, I need a ring, okay? And I have no idea between the different styles of rings and the bands and I don't even know where to start. What budget should I have? Like, are you coming in at that phase or they already have the ring and now, you know, we're going to put this event together? Um, it could happen either way. Most times it's happened um, after they have already gotten the ring. But mm -hmm. if they come to me, bef you know, without, you know, just wanting to talk ideas out or just wanting to know where to start, I'm happy to help at that at that level too, by basically kind of talking to them, getting to know what they're looking for. If they're not really sure, pointing them in the direction of here's two or three jewelry stores that I've been to that I know that would be happy to help you sort out things like budget, her style of ring, like how she's shown you peaks of pictures. If not, that's okay. Something that I actually recommend to couples who are looking to get engaged go to the jewelry store together. Mm. If you're talking about getting married, my boyfriend and I, we did that. We're thinking about getting married. We went to the jewelry store together. Not many couples do that. And I, I, if you don't do it, it's okay too. But if you really don't have a clue about what type of ring, she didn't send you all her Pinterest boards with all her rings and all those things. If you're not sure where to start, go with her. Let mm. her try on some rings. You've already talked about you're going to get married. Right. So if you've had that conversation, you're both on the same page, you both consent that marriage is the next step for you. There is nothing like make a day of it. You're like, hey, babe, I want to take you on a nice day. We're going to go look at rings. We're going to just try them on, not get engaged today. Like, be clear right, right, right. <laughs> about Set what it is, because that's an experience. Yes. If, 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 if whoever, male, female, whoever, if you haven't gone to go try on rings, that's an experience. Because I went and I did it and I was like, talk about this it's a little bit nerve-wracking because there's so many options and yeah. all you do is like they'll ask you a lot of questions you may or may not have the answers um right. but I learned along the way what I like so now I know I want rose gold 
<laughs> I know that I want halo. Like, and th these are terms that like you'll learn over time. I don't time. know what you're talking about, by the way. I have no clue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So rose gold is the color of the ring. So they're like white gold, yellow gold, platinum, like all these things. So I know that I want a rose gold colored ring. For me, it's gold. I mean, right. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> um, but it was fun going with him to have this experience. We did it together. And so now it's at the point where it's like when he gets the ring, he knows that like here are like my, spe my specifications, like the things that I have to have. And then other than that, I'm leaving it in his hands because as much as we have talked about being engaged and all those things, I wanted him to be able to choose the ring that he wants mm -hmm. for me. Because I think that's special. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, us, we have our Pinterest boards and our, our style of ring. There's nothing wrong with like sharing that inspiration with them and then letting them interpret that. I think that's, you get some of the most gorgeous rings out of that. And then going to the jewelry <clears throat> store, like going back and being like, okay, what's my budget? What, um, they'll talk about, you know, all the different types of like stones. Like, do you want a moissanite stone versus a diamond? If you don't know about that, look that up because you can get actually a moissanite diamond that's actually bigger than a regular diamond. And like, you know, so look these things up and, and determine what's important to you. So what do I you know say, what do you say to, to the men out there that say, well, if I take her to the jewelry store, it's going to ruin a surprise or then she's going to know I'm proposing. Cause I think, I mean, for me, and I'm not, I don't speak for all men, but if I'm going to propose it, I want it to be a surprise. Like, I really don't want to. It's going to be a surprise. Still going to be a surprise. I think it's still going to be a surprise because. Please. I think it's still going to be a surprise because at this point, if you've had the conversation and you're both on the same page that you're going to get married, I think you should also be discussing that like a ballpark time range, right? Like you're not going to get married tomorrow, right? It's going to take time. And I think you should have that open conversation of like, if we get in, engaged in the next year, is that okay? If we get engaged in the next two years, is that okay? And both mm. of you sharing your expectations, because if you're talking mm. about getting married and he or she is like, yeah, we need to get married next month and you're not on that same level, you guys aren't on the same page. So I think going <laughs> to the jewelry store to look at rings, you need to be on the same page of like, we've talked about marriage we're considering getting married. This is just the next step. Mm. And you, you know, go and look at buying cars. You don't buy it that same day all the time. Right? right? Like you Unless go, you a look, good deal, but you're you right. test drive. You might talk yeah. about it for a few weeks, few months. I think it's the same thing with, with buying rings, just maybe more at an expanded level, just because you want to have more of that time. Like if you go to any jewelry store, they'll tell you, what the expected time for like shipping and when you should expect to get the ring. Like they'll be able to explain all of those things. Like it's a thing when you go to the jewelry store, you have to determine what size stone, what type, how much you're willing to afford. Are you going to add insurance? Like there's things to consider. And I think as a couple, that's a huge investment. And just like marriage, that's a huge like commitment. You want to have those open and you know, open conversations. And I think in the past, those conversations haven't been had. Do you mm. think if most people had had those conversations before they even got engaged, if they had had those conversations early and let's say their marriage didn't work, 
don't you think it would have worked out if they had had those pre-conversations? Because right. that's like, you're talking about negotiation. You're talking about communication. You're talking about being honest and vulnerable. Like, <laughs> you know, women are emotional and we're like, hey, we're going to get engaged. Like, let's go. And sometimes we do. We run away with our emotions with that. But when we kind yeah. of like come back to earth, <laughs> you know, we can be honest and be like, okay, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen at the right time. And I think when you're upfront and you're honest, like those are all good foundations for a good marriage. And I think it's also just another step in one, the experience of your relationship together. And then also like just building that foundation for your marriage. Like, I think it's just a good next step. And yeah. I, think pe- I think people should talk about it more, like go to the jewelry store together, try on rings, see what you like. You know, I, I'll tell you what, Catherine, you're bringing up such a good point because I think that the, the wedding industry has changed, right? Like, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been considered taboo to do that. And now we're in an age where I think what you're saying, and I never even thought about this, but you're right, especially for the men, right? I just did a video about this where I was told, I was telling the guys, I said, listen, you put that ring on her finger because you love her. You want to you want to marry her. You want to take her off the market. But fella, she ain't trying to be engaged for 24 months, bro. You understand? She ain't trying to be engaged for three years. So if you're not even in a financial situation right. to walk down the aisle in 12 months, I, I don't know. But having that conversation is important because right. then it sets the expectation. I'm telling you, I know, and, and I'm speaking, this is this is what my grooms tell me, like, oh my gosh, Gina, I put the ring on her finger, and next week we're already, she was already booking bridal shows. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, wait, what? What's that? Well, and like, let, me, let me tell you why I think most people might have that sense of urgency, because if they're planning their wedding, and they're saying, and they're thinking in their mind they want to get married within the next year or so, of course, we all know venues, DJs, and catering are your top, top, possibly your top three vendors that you want to book as soon as possible, especially a year out. And so in their mind, I could see them being like, oh, we just got engaged. We don't have no time to waste. We got to make sure we get our venue. We got to make sure we get our caterer, you know, those types of things. And I think it's okay. But that's how the women think, Catherine. Men right, not, right. That's what I'm trying to say. Like that. <laughs> We're like, whoa, wait, like, I thought I I had three years. I think that pre-engagement conversation about expectations could possibly help with that. Don't you think? Like, if you're talking about, hey, we're thinking about getting married. What do you think about getting married in two years or one year? Like, what top, put (laughs) all of that on the table? Because then once it's all, all on the table, then you can figure out, okay, are, are you expecting that as soon as I get engaged, we're gonna we're gonna plan right away? If that's what if that's what they're expecting, you might want to put the engagement, you know, ex- expand it out a little bit because exactly. so you have more time. And I, I think it just comes to couples being on the same page. And, and, and fellas, that's what she's thinking. Okay? <laughs> Most likely, what she's thinking. Listen, would you agree with me, Catherine? When I say that, would you would you agree? Like, yo, you put a ring on it, like. We're gonna be mad in 12 months. We just gotta pick a date, like next year, okay? And, yeah. and and being able to have those conversations, and I love the way you worded that, that pre-engagement conversation. 
all right, bro, how much money you got in the bank, all right? Like, if I propose to you, like, can we spend 30 Gs or 40 Gs on a wedding? Uh, can we, can we also talk about that budget conversation? Ooh, that budget conversation is real. You know what? Because I always ask my couples, always, what is the one advice that you would give to other couples? And they, hands down, this is the number, actually there's two, but the first one is, Gene, tell them whatever your budget is, it's like 10 to 15% more than that, yeah. okay? And number two, start early, start early. Those are the two biggest ones, but go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I think budget comes into every aspect of wedding planning because you're going to book every vendor and every vendor is going to ask you what's your budget yeah and I think a really good like thing to keep in mind is like have a budget for each category of wedding planning you want to have a DJ how much do you want to spend for them and then research like what are their ranges what are you comfortable with if a DJ is charging you know ballpark number eight thousand because you have like all these different components up lighting and you know smoke and lights and like all these things and MC and all that that could potentially be a, a decent price but if you're just wanting you know like basic and like what are you comfortable spending and I know a lot of DJs are incorporating some of those other pieces into their vendors or into their services so thinking about what are you what can you get all in one right and, and, um, and, and, and this all, listen, I'm telling you, fellas, fellas, listen to <laughs> what I'm saying to you, okay? Uh, flowers, you're talking about like 3,500, okay? Uh, and let me tell you why flowers can be expensive. I had a conversation with a, a, a couple today. Um, couple or flowers can be expensive based on, and I'm not a florist, so definitely, you know, take my word with a grain of salt. But like, just based on what I've been hearing, it's like, are you asking for flowers that are out of season? Mm. Are you asking for um, flowers to be shipped? You know, you know, things like that. Travel is also a component of, you know, the fees for some florists. I will also ask them, you know, what flowers would they recommend for specific colors? Mm. Um, I would ask a florist, like, what is their minimum? Because some florists do have like a minimum budget that, you know, that they, they would work with clients. And if you don't have that budget, then we should look at a different florist. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, that may not be the right fit for you. And one thing I would tell all couples is like, find the right vendor fit for you. Mm. Some vendors just aren't for you and that's okay. Um, got to go a little bit deeper, Catherine. What do, you, what do you mean when you say that? You meet with three photographers, which one should I go with, right? Should you go based off of price or... Should you go based off of the quality of work? Should you go off the personality? I mean, I could go on and on, but for you- I think you, it depends you... on the couple. And, and I think it depends on a couple things. What type of experience are you trying to have for your wedding? Is money the most important thing to you? Like if you're the type of person where you might be money, like good at money management and all those things and saving money is important to you. I would say consider the ways and cons, do like a benefit cost analysis and be like, okay, if I go with this DJ, is it gonna benefit me more to do this versus this? You know, like it really comes down to like writing all your all your expectations down. 
And just like I said, you do a pre-engagement conversation, you can do a, a wedding conversation. What are you expecting for the wedding? Do you, are you expecting to have it outside and blah, 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 in the backyard or whatever? And the other person's expecting to have it in a grand ballroom? Those are two different types of weddings. So you have exactly. to sit down. I think before you book any vendor, you have to sit down and think about what are the key components that are important to you? And what are your non-negotiables? What are you willing to be like, you know what? I'm okay if we don't have florals everywhere and we just had our bouquets. Okay. I'm okay if we just have our DJ for the reception and not the ceremony. Because a lot of people don't realize sometimes you do need the DJ for the ceremony because they have the mic capacity. They got the PA system. Somebody's got to play the prelude music. Who's going to press play on the music during when the bridesmaids and the bride need to walk down the aisle? Because the planners back there. <laughs> Planning ain't bringing no speakers. I'm just saying, she ain't bringing no speakers. And you know what? I mean, this is what a lot of people don't think about. A lot of times when I talk to couples about, about the entertainment, it's like, okay, so um, you have 100 people going to be at the wedding. Uh, if the people that are in the back row, they will not be able to hear you if you have no amplification of music. And they're going to be sitting there. Just imagine you as a guest sitting at a wedding and you can't hear the most the most intimate part of the wedding is the ceremony. Right. It's the vows. And you, you're just sitting there like it ruins the experience. And, and that's why investing in a planner is so important when you're right. planning a wedding. Because a lot of couples that I talk to, they're like, well, Gene, my mom's going to help me, my sister, my auntie, my BFF, or B, BF, whatever, right? My friend's <laughs> going to help me, my cousin. And I'm like, okay, I mean, you know, you're going to get to a point where you're like, I, I, I can't do this. You Here's what I say to that. <laughs> I, I love that families want to make it a family affair and help with the wedding planning. And this is what I would tell couples if they're in this situation. Sit down with your family and friends, get all their ideas, write it down. Then go back, you and your, your boo, your future spouse, what ideas did we like? What ideas didn't we like? Because you can't put all the ideas in the wedding, right? Ultimately, it's about the celebration of your marriage. So what do you want? Mm. And then when it comes down to, should you hire a planner or not? Um, think about this, Auntie Joe, Sissy so-and-so, whoever it is that had did planning X, Y, and Z, don't you want them to enjoy the celebration? Yeah. Or do you want Auntie Joe and Sissy so and so dealing with, hey, you know what, Gene? Um, like, I know you showed up with your speakers and everything, but guess what? The power went out. Do you want Auntie Joe dealing with that, or do you want Auntie Joe in the room with you, you know, finishing up your makeup, touching up yeah. your hair, fluffing your dress, and letting me, as the planner, worry about Gene? How are we going to get the power back on? Is there a generator? I know so-and-so. Let me call that. Like, that's my job. Because as much as I want the wedding to go beautifully, I can separate that and be like, this is business. We want this wedding to go beautifully. These are the solutions. This is the problem we have. And this is the solution we need to do to get the job done. And so when couples really want family to be a part of that, like coordinating the day, I'm like, think about how you want your wedding to, to feel. 
when Ooh. your timeline is running and you have to be out of the venue at a certain time, do you want your planner to help you gather all your belongings and you know help coordinate you so you guys can be out in time so you don't get charged that extra fee? Or do you want to not have a planner and Auntie Joe is hugging everybody because she missed them and she loves a little them so tipsy, much. a little tipsy too. Like, <laughs> we can't even find her. Where's she at? Is she here? <laughs> I just, I just tell couples like I can't tell you whether to hire one or not. Here's what I can tell you based on some experiences that I've seen. You want to have your wedding be a memorable day for you as a couple and for your family and friends. And you don't want to be worrying about those little things that happen to make sure that your day goes smoothly. And there are a lot of little things. There are a lot of things to think about. And you think, you know, planning it is stressful. And the day of you trying to get your makeup, you got one eyelash on and somebody's whispering in your ear about how catering didn't show up. You don't want that. You don't want that. It's not going to be. Because <laughs> that other eyelash might not get on. Exactly. And, and, and I'll tell you this, the most, you know, I tell my couples all the time, you want to invest in professional wedding vendors, though your cousin may be a photographer, you know, but at the end of the day, being a planner is a skill, right? And it's, it's not a, just for planners, it's for all vendors, because yes. it's a liability. We have insurance, we have certifications, we have experience. We have knowledge and things that we can implement in the in the moment to help your day go beautifully and to execute it well. Um, you don't want, God forbid, something bad to happen and you, those vendors aren't covered. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you don't want your family to be in that position where something happened and now they're, you know, you're trying to get out of, you know, paying money for something that could have been avoided if you had a professional insured vendor insurance is so important it's it is. so important and and I'll, I'll tell you this you know a lot of times I, like i'll talk to a couple and they'll be like gene like you're so expensive gene like you're more expensive than all the other uh entertainers i spoke to or djs that i spoke to and i tell them i said you know i price myself accordingly based off what i'm providing okay and so you have to ask yourself, what experience and skill level are you looking for? Because you know what? When you talk about DJs or planners or caterers, right? There's so many different DJs in the market. You can go high. Like, I don't do karaoke. I don't do sweet 16s. I don't do bar mitzvahs. I don't it's that do best that fit time. we were talking about. It's that exactly. best fit. Correct. And yeah. so... If you're going to hire a DJ that, that mostly does sweet 16s, they he'll probably charge you like $500, right? But when it comes time to make announcements and you hand him the microphone, does he have that? I can't tell you how many weddings I've been to where planners come up to me. They'll be like, Gene, you're, you're making the announcements, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm the MC. What, like, why wouldn't I make the announcement? Oh, Gene, I was at a wedding and the DJ. Right. Right. There's a lot of DJs that don't. And said, you do it. I've been in that position. Yeah, that's a, you understand? And so. Yeah, it's so important. And when you hire a plan, let me just say this, okay? When you hire a planner, you need a venue, you need a caterer, you need entertainment, you need, I mean, all the details, right? You need a dress, all of this stuff that you need by going through 
a planner, you might get a discount. Because I'll tell you right now, all the planners that I want, if you send me a client or one of your couples, guess what? Not only am I treating them like gold, because I want you to continue to feed me, but guess what? I'm going to give them a discount because it's coming from you. If a, if a couple contacts me, they're not going to get the same price. Oh, who, who sent you? Oh, you found me on Instagram? Cool. Full price, right? Oh, Catherine sent you? I got you covered. Matter of fact, it's a $200 coupon off rip. Why? Because you were referred by a colleague of mine. There are benefits to that across different vendors. There are people who provide that service. You know, like if you come through a vendor, this is the rate that we give you. That's how some businesses operate. Um, can we just talk for a second about wedding planners versus venue coordinators? Yes. Yes. Great topic. There's, there's Great a topic. difference. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. So let me break it down. I'll break it down real easy. So a venue coordinator, or sometimes they do have that interchangeable term of wedding planner um, provided by the venue. If there's a person provided by the venue, their main job is the venue. They're there, they're there to make sure the lights are on, the heat or the AC works, mm. that the if there is hot. a problem, huh? The food comes out hot. If they do catering. If they do, true. If if they do catering, right? They're there to make sure that every, everything related to their facility operates at 100%. They are not making sure your vendors arrive on time. They are not making sure that your vendors arrive. They are not making sure that your bridesmaids are all in the same place and are ready to line up. They might fluff your dress and like bring you out of the room and there might be some other responsibilities that they might take on, for, but for the most part, there are some responsibilities that are solely for a planner. Um, they may have a referral, a vendor referral list that might be just people that they've worked with. Um, but me as a planner, I might have a more expansive list because I'm networking, I'm connecting with people, I may or may have worked with them or not, I'm researching them. So my list of vendors to refer might be a little bit larger than of venues because they might be working just with people that they've worked with or, or have approved. Um, there are some venues that just have an approved vendors list and that's the only group of people that they work with. Um, and other, re other things like um, if you're getting dressed at a hotel, your venue coordinator is not that at the hotel to make sure you leave the hotel on time. Nope. That would be my job to make sure that like, hey, do we have everything? Um, Michelle's in the bathroom. We need to make sure she's okay. She's she's good. We have little kids running around. We want to make sure that they're all gathered, that they have their little backpack, their, their little toys. Like we got everything. Let's go. Um, making sure your transportation arrives, making sure like those little details to help you get from A to B, then B to C. Those are the things that a planner will do for you and helping you along the way with the planning process. Now, some venue coordinators do do that, but it's in terms related to their venue. To the venue, yes. Yeah. Now, you know, let me let me just jump in here real quick, okay? So I had I was talking to one of my couples uh, two weeks ago, true story, okay? And, uh, you know, they were a little frustrated. I said, what is going on? Like, they're like, Gene, man, you know the venue. Um, they promised us this and, you know, we went there and they don't have the chairs that we want. They said, we got to use these chairs. They want to throw 
chair covers on the chairs. And I'm like, okay, like already frustrated, right? But then she said, she goes, <laughs> she goes, Gene, I told the coordinator that I'm gonna drop off the box of centerpieces at X time. And she was like, who, 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 who's gonna put those centerpieces on the table for you? Like, that's not yeah. our job. And she's like, yeah. wait a minute, no. When you sold me the package, you told me the package comes with wedding planning services. Right. Okay. But you never outlined what those wedding planning services were. Okay. Which is, I'm going to make sure the lights are on. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that you leave when you're supposed to leave. But you have to understand, and, and what you're saying, Catherine, is right. The main concern of the wedding coordinator is the venue. That is their main concern. Not to say that they don't care about you or right, they, they right. do. And, and she said, the coordinator said, I recommend that you hire a planner. And she's like, wait, what? I thought you were, no, no. So, and I, and I will say there are some venues yeah. that do offer the planning service, but it's a separate charge. And Correct. I think the venues need to get better at explaining this to the couples. Like, yes, we'll have a day of coordinator, which is your point of contact, but you still need somebody to like help you do the other it, things. Set up your venue. That's right. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And and it's also important to know that some venues have different levels of setup. Like some venues, if they if they provide linen, they'll put the linen on the table. But if they don't provide linen, that's either up to your your planner or your caterer or, you know, whatever else. It just depends. So when you're planning and you're booking these ven venues, you have to know what are they providing? And it's OK yeah. to ask those questions. Like, are you providing the linen? Because if they're not, you have to ask your caterer or your planner because your planner can get like, you know, linen through their connections, too. Um, if your catering is not providing it or, you know can you have candles? Some venues don't allow candles, right? I never knew that. And if, and if they, and if they do, they have to be inside like a votive. They have to be enclosed Ooh. in glass. Who's going to light them? Is that the venue's responsibility or not? If it's going to be my planner's responsibility. Okay. Got it. Um, it's just knowing what are those little responsibilities that will make your entire experience feel like what you envisioned. And there, just to be clear, there are things that some venues don't do. And that's, you know, that's how it works. And so it just, it just needs to be clear. That's all. Now, as a planner, I'm like, I know that there's like, I can help you from, you know, a year out, six months out, 30 days out, or just a day of, uh, can you can you talk on that a little bit? How how do you how are the different wedding planning services broken down? Absolutely. So I provide wedding day coordination services, which is my month of um, and day of coordination package. So I don't just provide day of services because I never want to just show up on the day and figure out what the heck is going on. No, I want to spend time getting to know my couples, talking to them. Um, understanding their expectations, building their timeline along the way, working through them through the final stages of their wedding planning process. So that package includes 
four weeks of um, coordination that begins four weeks before your wedding where I am your point of contact. Planning for that, like you can book me for that up to a year in advance. And then throughout that year, you have periodic consult with me to help. Like you're basically doing all the planning. I'm just there as a consultant to be like, hey, like check out these vendors or, you know, um, I can make these referrals for you, those things. As we get closer to the date, my responsibilities increase and just making sure that I manage the day well. Um, and I also provide full planning. So those are the two services that I primarily provide for wedding coordination. The wedding day coordination, which is the four weeks, um, which includes up to a year of consultation services and then full planning. So full planning is like, you got engaged and we need to sit down and I need to like get to know you as a couple, start taking down some notes, and then I'm gonna send y'all back with some questions to start pondering and having conversations about. And we're gonna do that a few times and we're gonna start planning your wedding. And I'm gonna, as I get to know you, as I get to know what your expectations are, I'm gonna pull from my list of vendors. Okay, they need a venue, they need a DJ, they need a photographer. Here are people that I know who may be in their budget, who may fit their style, who may, um, understand my client and provide provide <clears throat> their needs for them. Um, I'm never going to refer a vendor to my client that doesn't have their date available or that they're going to have to go back and forth. Like I'm doing all of that research as I get to know you guys. And then I'm referring people like here are three options. And then all you have to do is make a decision on which one you prefer because I already did the hard work. They're, your date's available, they're within your budget, and they meet all your other requirements. So with so many different planners in the market, what do you think separates you from the rest? Um, I think it's my ability to solve problems. Mm. Um, I love what I do and I love planning and I could talk about it all day. Um, but I know that it's a stressful time sometimes and I don't shy away from the fact that it might be stressful and we need to figure out these things as soon as possible. I work well under pressure um, and uh, I have experience with wedding day coordination where I didn't meet the couples and I've been able to execute. It's not my preference because I really want to get to know my couples. I, like, I love being around people so I'd like to engage and interact in that way. Um, and I love building relationships with them, right? Mm -hmm. But I really think that my ability to solve problems and to fix the situation and address it as soon as possible is one of my strengths. Um, also, I just I just love being around people and being excited. <laughs> I get I get a little too excited when I talk about planning. <laughs> so, how are you helping your couples navigate through COVID? It's a difficult time right now. Still, yeah, still, yes, still. absolutely. And the one year anniversary, and I know, isn't that crazy? Um, I can't believe it at all. And one of the things that I always share with my couples is, "I'm here for you." Um, you have hired me to do a job, but I am a hundred percent in, and you don't have to worry about, you know, my my player is going to leave us, and she's not, she's going to desert us. Like, no, I'm a hundred percent in. I appreciate your business. And I think, you know, in my consultations, I always find some type of thing to connect with my couples. Um, and so I'm 100% in. And I think 
the most important thing for planning during COVID is have a plan B in your main plan. Ooh. Have a plan B in your main plan so that when those restrictions come and we don't know when they're going to come, we hope that they don't. I'm hopeful that we'll slowly get to where we would <clears throat> like to be. Um, but being realistic, I know that those changes can come. So build in two secondary guest lists. Have your main guest list, build in two extra, just in case you go from 150 guests to 25 in a matter of days, because it happened to me last year. <laughs> um, build in a backup plan of if you have to, um, I, I hate the term uninviting people. And I actually just um, have been talking to couples about having a wedding weekend, which actually helps, I think, with your guest count. Because if you have, let's say you have 150 guests, planned for your Saturday wedding, right? And you're not really sure if you can have all 150 because these guidelines, they change every day and we don't know what, you know, the summer or September, or October, whatever it's gonna be like. Build in a wedding weekend, start on Friday. You're gonna have probably a small gathering, a rehearsal dinner or whatever. You may or may not have a rehearsal, but you can invite your immediate family, your wedding party, and let's say maybe 15 other people. So let's say you have 35 or so people at your Friday dinner. Then that leaves room for like, if you had to reduce your guest count, you could have 80 at your wedding and then do a brunch on Sunday for the remaining guests that weren't able to attend um, either of those other two events. And I think that way you could essentially see your 150 people guest list. You may have some people that are repeats, like obviously like your family and possibly your wedding party, but then that Sunday brunch, you could reserve for the guests who didn't go to any of those. And then you could have, you know, share pictures or have a conversation or have intimate moments. And then you have smaller chunks of groups that you're able to see, you're able to interact with and that you could still be around safely, right? So have those plan Bs. Maybe a wedding weekend doesn't work for you. Maybe there's some other type of alternative. I have a couple who, and I told them I'm gonna share this. Um, I have a couple who's gonna get married the week before their wedding date, and which gives them the flexibility to the actual wedding date, um, have their grandparents marry them since they'll already be officially married in the church. So their grandparents will get to do the ceremony they have a wedding party of like six bridesmaids, six groomsmen, and one of their bridesmaids is pregnant and they're not sure if, you know, her due date is like the wedding date. So they're not sure like what's going to happen. If for some reason she needs to sit down and just rest, her daughter is going to walk in her place. Like, so there's things that you can do. There's always a solution like that. I've been saying that like this whole time. There's always a solution. Um, and so just talk about what your expectations are and write it down. Because then once you write it down, once you know what are your non-negotiables or the things that you have to have, the things that can be changed, you can change it, you cannot have it. And then, you know, if they say, okay, you can only have 80 people, your Friday and your Sunday is good because you got 35 people on each year. 80, you might have to flex a little bit and, and push a little bit to Sunday or to Friday, but it's easier to do that when you've already done it in the beginning. And you're not, I mean, it's already sad. It doesn't feel good. And, and, and I know that, but it's easier than saying, okay, your wedding's on, on Saturday, today's Thursday, tomorrow at 6 a.m. 
Virginia or Maryland or DC or whatever is going in 25% capacity and is shutting your, your list off. And now it's Thursday and your wedding Saturday and you have to slice up your 150 guest list. Ooh. Does that make sense? It does. That was great advice. The wedding weekend, I love that. I love that, breaking it up. Ceremony, wedding, brunch, I love it. Uh, last two questions. What tips, what three tips would you give couples when looking to invest in a planner? Um, ask questions. Feel comfortable to ask questions. It's okay if you don't know something. Like what, if you come to me and you don't know, like I'm, I'm, it's my job to give you that input or that feedback or the answer. Um, or to ask you more questions and able to be able to help you better. Um, so always feel free to ask questions. Um, most couples, it's their first time getting married, so they don't know, right? So don't feel like um, I had, you know, some people say like, oh, I'm sorry, but I have a question. Like, don't apologize. I want you to ask questions. I want you to make the best informed decision you possibly can. And if you end up not booking me, that's okay. I answered your question and I achieved my goal. Um, so don't be afraid to ask questions and, and don't apologize for asking questions um, because there's a lot of things that you don't know and you may or may not be in that field. And it's our job to educate you and it's our job to, to give you the information you need to uh, make a decision. The other thing that I would say is um, be flexible as well. Um, your planner is there to help you and guide you um, and to hopefully give you solutions that will make your day feel as special as it possibly can. Um, and sometimes, you know, if budget is an issue, if weather's an issue, if whatever is an issue, whatever the solution is, be flexible enough to know that your intent and your inspirations are taken to heart and are trying to be executed as much as possible and that there might be have to be you know tiny tweaks or tiny changes um last last tip last tip um i think understand that it's your wedding mm. and that it's your experience that you're gonna have and the day goes by really 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 fast and sometimes the days can be really, really long. Like if you talk to married couples, they're like, yeah, I started hair, 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 makeup at 6 a.m. Or, you know, and the day ended at 10 p.m. So understand that it's your day and understand that you want to have moments throughout the day to soak it all in, mm. whatever that means for you. If that means after you get married, you need to build into the timeline 15 minutes so you and your new spouse can have 15 minutes of private time, let's build it in. Um, if you're doing a first look and you still wanna build in those pockets, like build in time to eat, build in time to enjoy your food, build in time to see certain family members. Like all of those things take time and coordination, but it can be done. But it also starts with knowing what's important to you and what you wanna remember and enjoy the moment. Last question, Catherine, I promise. <laughs> We can talk all day, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you will definitely be back on the show again. <laughs> and I always end the shows with this, right? 
what is the craziest thing you've seen at a wedding? Oh my gosh. Craziest thing. Could be good or bad. Um, craziest thing. Okay. So we were at this wedding and it was actually one of my planner friends because I actually, there's a group of us planners that we, we support each other on each other's wedding days because we all are planners. We know what to do. We don't have to get training. Like we all know what to expect and liability. It's just from a safety standpoint, it makes more sense to have a planner as my assistant and for me to assist another planner. So I was assisting this other planner and we were in this gorgeous venue, like gorgeous. It was beautiful and it was two levels and there was an upstairs ballroom, which is a little bit smaller. And then the downstairs ballroom, which was like double the one that was upstairs and the guests were upstairs and they were dancing and having fun and the DJ's like bumping and like everybody's having a grand time and we just happened to be downstairs and the the downstairs ballroom which is which is like almost like a football field like it was huge is is empty so we're down there and these ballrooms have gorgeous huge chandeliers yes. and we were standing in the downstairs ballroom just because we had a minute we had a breather um they're like it's almost the end of the night they're dancing and having fun so we're just taking a little break and uh the chandeliers are swinging what? they're swinging <laughs> and we're like there's these two huge like these chandeliers had to be like the size of a, like a 15 passenger van like mm. they're huge and they were swinging and we were just so nervous we went upstairs we were like we know you guys are having fun yeah. stop jumping, <laughs> stop jumping. <laughs> but they had like that that family had the best time it yeah. was so fun um they had a beautiful ceremony it was it was just it was fun but like that was one of the things that made me so nervous that I was like if what are you standing there for? They gotta be like at least 10 stacks up there. Like <laughs> so, so Catherine, before I let you go, before I let you go, uh Catherine, Grace, and Virtual Events, how do people get in touch with you? How do they get in touch with you Absolutely. to uh, set up a consultation? So I am on Instagram at Grace and Virtue Events. So spelled out Grace A and D Virtue Events. And my website is graceandvirtueevents.com. If you want to book a consultation, just go on my website and um, complete my contact form. And that's where I get the most important details for your day, your location, your date, all those things. So it, that helps me put that on my calendar to kind of pencil it in. And then it helps me kind of put in mind what are some of the things that I need to know if you're, you know, your location, your venue, if you don't have a venue, just put, you know, ballpark, what area you want to be in, um, just so that I can start thinking of like how to support you. Um, and then once you fill that out, it takes you to schedule a consultation. Let's get a consultation on the calendar and let's start talking. Yes. And, you know, having a conversation that one, I will ask you questions, you'll ask me questions, You'll get to know me, I'll get to know you, and we can determine if we're a good fit for each other because it's about being a good fit. If I'm not a good fit for you, that's okay. And hopefully I can recommend someone that potentially is. Um, 
but I would love to, you know, work with any couple that are looking to celebrate their day. Like that's my main goal. I love love. My shirt says love. <laughs> I like, I love love. So I'm here and, you know, ready to support as best as I can. And, uh, you know, I'll end the show with saying this, uh, after you get engaged, I, in my professional opinion, the first vendor you should book is your planner. Okay. Because all the other vendors, you go to your venue, you tell your venue, you have a planner. If you tell your DJ, you have a planner. Tell your caterer, you have a planner. I mean, because the, the planner is really the person that is going to help navigate you. Like Catherine said, she is a problem solver, right? So all the problems that you're going to get, right? Like you have a budget. It's Catherine's job to make sure that you stay within the budget. Now, with that being said, remember, you, if your budget is 30, 40,000, it's probably going to be 10 to 15,000 more. Okay. But most importantly, you want to reduce the stress. The, the One of the biggest things that you can do is invest in a planner. They have the skills, they have the contacts, um, and, 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 and most importantly, they put out fires. Okay. So literally when, when mama when mama is trying to add more people to the guest list, okay? You know who you call? You don't call your mama, you call Catherine, okay? And say, Catherine, is there any way we can make this work? Okay, Catherine's gonna say, the venue holds 50 people. We're already at 55. I don't tell my matter of fact, let me talk to mama. Let me talk to mama and explain to her what's going on. Okay, that's the planner's job. And uh, with, with that being said, Catherine, thank you so much for being on the show. You dropped so many golden nuggets, not just for me, uh, but I think for the audience. And, and you know, guys, the purpose of the show is to help you plan a fun, entertaining, most importantly, uh, stress-free wedding. If you guys are not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Don't forget to download the free ebook, Wedding Planning 101, from ceremony all the way to the grand exit. And with that being said, we're out of here. All right, once again, Catherine, thank you so much. Done. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I didn't want to end like this. Let's just stop recording. Ben. Catherine, you crushed it. Thank you. It says recording still. Oh, hold on, hold on.